Hi everyone. <laughs> oh my god, I always hate doing that. Sounds so cringy. I haven't done a podcast in so long, but to be fair, the reason is like, you know what? I don't even have any excuses. I'm not going to come up with any excuses. I'm literally just lazy and haven't had any inspiration to talk about anything. Um, but this is quite an important topic to me. Um, and probably quite important to other people who've been through something similar or, you know, just somebody who has experienced something quite not traumatic but maybe traumatic it it depends how you define it but um basically this this podcast is going to be about my experience with PTSD and how I handled it and how it affects me to this day from something that happened two years ago um it wasn't to me but it was something that happened while I was there um and I get quite bad nightmares about it. I still like kind of shiver and like um can't really listen to anything too loud um in the case it triggers a response of you know panicking etc um but yeah, I really hope this podcast really can help somebody um get help and show show that you're not alone and um there's ways around it and it will get better and easier um but most of the time it will get worse before it gets easier however first I'm just going to do a quick update on my life since I haven't done a podcast in about seven months um so basically I'm currently waiting for my study abroad results um as most of you know I was meant to be going to Prague last year for a year um that didn't happen because basically there was a whole mix-up with the visa process because obviously now we've left the EU, I have to have a visa to live there. And there was a whole mix-up with the insurance because like on on the student requirements, they were asking for like um, this form of insurance that was like impossible to get. Basically, you had to be insured for criminal acts, meaning like if I punch someone in the street... I'd have to be insured for that, which, like, no insurance company does because who the hell is going to insure you, like, for murder? Like, it, it honestly, it was just really baffling. Um, And the university's, like, insurance that they provide didn't include this. So, basically, there was, like, a theory that it was introduced in order to deter people from coming because of COVID. Um, and it, it went into lockdown anyway, so... I'm glad that I didn't go this year, but I haven't chose it as one of my options for this year. My options include uh, New Zealand, Australia, America, Canada, uh, Helsinki, Budapest. Um, So I'm hoping that I get one of them this year. Um, I find out in February, so that's exciting. Um, I've decided that I'm definitely going to go as well. I wasn't going to go because I I just feel like like I'm ready to start work not ready to start work but like ready to finish education as a whole like university experience not because I haven't or don't enjoy it but because like I (laughs) am struggling for money like (laughs) I need money but like I can't get a part-time job because my degree is so time consuming like it's a law degree if you don't already know um and it is so time consuming like especially at the uni of manchester like i'm constantly constantly doing work and if i wasn't doing work then like like for example in the day nine to five i'll do work or like 10 till six whatever and then in the night i'll have my night to myself but like i can't 
work like just six till ten or anything do you know what I mean in the night um and I want time on my own as well so it's one of them that um I was ready to just like start work and just give give up the opportunity but then I was thinking about it and I actually watched a video on YouTube of this girl who's, who's living in Seoul in South Korea and she was talking about how like amazing the experience is and my best friend is also in Warsaw Caitlin um shout out to Caitlin <laughs> and she like is absolutely living her best life like she said it's unreal and it's like European life like everything's so much cheaper living prices uh transport everything um and like there's loads of clubs and stuff and bars and she's met loads of people on her Erasmus scheme and I just thought no I want to do that like before I get into work there's no rush I'm going to spend my entire life working the my entire life so what is the rush that's the thing um so yeah there's that I'm also halfway through my final year exams so obviously because my study abroad got deferred it just means that my third and fourth year get swapped around so instead of doing study abroad in my third and my final year in my fourth I do my final year in my third year and my study abroad in my fourth um but my degree is not completed until I do study abroad if I go obviously um but I am gonna go (laughs) like wherever I wherever I get I'm gonna go like I think unless I get like um somewhere I really really don't like or somewhere I would really struggle with the language but like I'm pretty sure that won't happen like I'm pretty sure it'll be fine but I'll update you when I know sorry I just had a quick tea break um I've also been working out and eating healthy and stuff um because new year new me not to be that person but new year new me and I feel so much better and Oh my god, I'm missing out the most important part of my life. I moved uh flat. So basically, I was living in Fallowfield. Um <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> I was living in Fallowfield on my own, um, in a studio flat because um when Prague got cancelled, the house the girl the girls that I was gonna live with, my best friends at uni, um, had already got a house because obviously I was going away. Um so then obviously I had to just get myself a place. I didn't really want to live with somebody I'd never met before, like a stranger that I'd met on Facebook or anything or somebody who was looking for a house. So I thought, I'll just live on my own. It's a new final year. But I didn't realise how expensive it was, like, because my dad kind of sorted it. And I didn't realise how expensive it was. Um, So I was like, I moved in in, like, the September. And then by the October, I just wanted to move. Like, it wasn't nice. It was in Fallowfield, which is, like, should should not be extortionate prices basically like for what it is like it's it's literally like ends like ultimate ends um and then like a big thing for me is like the lighting um which sounds so stupid but I hate like when there's no light coming into the room or like the window isn't big enough um because I just I just think it's not good for your mental health like to be stuck in the darkness all the time um and because I was having to do work a lot in my room and like there were times when you know our lecturer was off with covid and like we had to do the lecture online it was like days like that where I was having to sit in the dark like even with my window open because it was just dark like it just didn't cover the whole room and like it was tiny and it was horrible and then I didn't really meet anyone in the building either because I was in a studio flat 
Um, so I wasn't really happy there. Um, so I decided to move out. Um, I moved out January 4th and then by like January 8th, I had a new place. I, honestly, the search for the new flat was absolutely tragic. Tragic, I tell you. Oh my goodness. I was looking everywhere and everyone was saying, no, you're a student, you're guarantor, like isn't, isn't enough, like all this. And I was like, Oh my god, like what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I've got no house. I wanna live at home. Which is my worst nightmare. Not because of my mum and dad, but because I just don't want to live on the Wirral, um, which is where I'm from. Because it's just like small town energy to me and I feel like that sounds like I'm saying I'm better than the Wirral. That's not true. Like I mean in the sense that um I would find it difficult going back to the Wirral now after living in a city where like nobody knows each other like you're meeting new people every day like you walk past strangers on the Wirral that's not what you do like it's it's so small town and like you know loads of people and like I don't want to know loads of people I want to meet new people and um in Manchester as well I've got like most of my friends um my girls are on the Wirral and one's in Birmingham um but then the boys are in Manchester and it's like a good thing that I'm in Manchester as well because the girls can just come and stay at mine when we all want to go out as a group um which is obviously really good for them because they get rent free but yeah I've moved to a new apartment um and it's got a kitchen and living room then a bedroom and then a bathroom and it's not a studio it's like a full-on separate one it's cheaper the windows are amazing like like they're huge and like so bright um and I'm just really happy in it. Like, it's so much better. I had a bit, bit of a hoo-ha with the couch, though. Oh, my God. Um, so, basically, I got here, and, like, there was no couch, and it's meant to come with a couch. So, I was, like, fighting to get a couch because I was, like, what on earth? Like, I'm meant to have a couch. Um, but it came. It came yesterday. Oh, no, not yesterday. The day before or something. Um, and it's really nice. So, yeah, that's great. I realise I am currently just like procrastinating not talking about the PTSD but I am going to get into it now because um, considering the title that's probably what a lot of people have come to listen for. Okay so um, when I was 18 I was doing my exams, my A-level exams um, and the way exams work is if you haven't done them in, in sixth form is you have your first set of exams um the end of May, then you have a week break, and then you have two more weeks of exams in June. So during that week break, I was obsessed with Liverpool Central Library. Like, it's so beautiful. It's got, like, spiral set staircases. It's so bright. It's such a nice environment to work in. Like, and everyone went from our school, like, everyone, um especially in exams and like you had to go really early to get a seat like it was huge and there was that many people who wanted to go to the library to revise that you had to go at like I had to wake up at half the time at half seven on a Saturday like to go to the library because I had to get the bus over the eight o'clock bus and then I get there for half eight and then the library opens at nine um so this day in particular was the um 29th of may 2019 yeah it's 19 um i remember the date really clearly um because it was only like just under two weeks after my birthday um so 
I'd actually gone with my boyfriend at the time because we used to go to the library together and then my best friend um, had met us there and she was coming with my boy best friend but he was actually late that day. Um, he'd missed his bus. So he wasn't wasn't there, um, but us three were. And basically, we went in and it was like a normal day. It was around nine o'clock we got there. Um, we decided to get some seats on like the, I think it was the second floor. Or was it the first? It was the first floor, I think, actually. Um, so we were really close to the bottom, which is important for context. Um, and... Sorry, I, I had to stop there because even just talking about it, it's just, like, really overwhelming because um, it's not it's not something that I've talked about a lot either. Um, it, it's... it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally really struggling to get this out. I don't even know if I'll post this, but... Um, basically, we were getting our stuff out, our, like, pencil cases and laptops, um, just joking around a bit, and then... When I say I heard a noise that I've never heard in my life ever again, and I don't think I'll ever hear a sound quite like it, this massive bomb-like sound just goes off in the library. So I'm I'm quite like sensitive to loud noises anyway, for previous, like, reasons that I'm not going to get into right now, but I I am quite sensitive to loud noises and people, like, screaming and stuff, and which is quite ironic because I'm a loud person. Like, when I when I have a, have a drink, I am a loud person. And basically, for some reason, my first instinct was to run towards the sound when, at this time, the country was on high alert for terrorism, um, and stupidly, my first thought was to run towards it to see what was going on. Because um, I'd seen something, but I didn't know what I'd seen. And basically, as I looked over the um, balcony, so it's like a spiral staircase. So if you look over the edge, you see the middle of the library. And what had happened is there was a man um middle-aged and he was homeless and he'd actually jumped to commit suicide um from the top floor of the library and hit the bottom um he'd hit the bottom um he'd hit a desk that luckily nobody was on um and there was just blood everywhere like it was the, the worst thing I've ever seen um in my entire life there was just blood everywhere his head was just I don't really want to get into the details of him out of respect for the family but well actually I'll get into that in a minute but um I just I, I I'm I'm not one of them people who cries at um grief or you know will be hysterical if I see something that isn't nice like that but for some reason I just started having a panic attack and I, I couldn't breathe. Um, it felt like my throat was closing and I was screaming hysterically. But the problem was, at the time, people hadn't seen what I'd just seen. 
like there was obviously people who had but there was people who hadn't and people thought it was a bomb that gone off so people thought there was a terrorist attack and then the alarm started going off saying like leave the building leave the building and people was like saying it's a terrorist attack it's a terrorist attack and i couldn't breathe to tell people what had just happened oh i honestly couldn't breathe like there was no way i was able to get out what had just happened and in in fairness my boyfriend at the time was so comforting um and my best friend um because they hadn't walked walk to the edge it i can't remember if if they did i don't think my best friend had but i can't remember if my boyfriend at the time had um but he was really good he calmed me down and you know just got me out of there like didn't do it didn't like um hesitate to just get me out of there and we all got taken down the fire escape and the the thing is um when we got out there was ambulances like arriving as we were leaving like it had happened like a minute ago and what was really shocking was the fact nobody else was crying nobody else was in hysterics the way I was and that's so unlike me like I'm usually the one who isn't crying and isn't in hysterics so I was just like, what, like, what is going on? Like, has, no, has nobody just seen what I've just seen? Um, and another thing is that when I looked over, the security guard who sits there, the guy had landed, like, five metres in front of him, like, right in his eye line, and he was just throwing up everywhere. Like, there was, he was just, like, violently being sick, obviously because of the shock of the situation, um there had been people walking in as it happened um I don't know what happened to them or how they felt about it but it was I for me it was horrific never mind people like the security guard and you know the receptionists and stuff and it was it was so horrific um especially because this this had happened this this man had committed suicide in the middle of exams obviously it's important to note he would not have been thinking about this because clearly he had so much more going on in his head than, you know, school kids having exams. Um, but I'm just saying the the point is that there was a lot of people there because of exams. Um, it wasn't a quiet time of the year. Um, it was, you know, the end of May, which is like just before the majority of people's exams. So we'd left and there was ambulances all outside and there was news crews interviewing people and... I remember just thinking, like, get me out of here now. Like, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near the, these news crews because I was in hysterics as well. Um, so there's no way I'd have been able to talk to any, anybody. And then I actually found out that later on, um, when I was reading the news articles, everyone was saying about this one girl in hysterics crying and screaming and tearing up. Tearing up. So I'll, in, in, in quotes... There was a lot of, there was one girl in hysterics, crying, screaming and tearing up. And ironically, that was me. Um, because I remember thinking to myself, why is nobody else crying? Why is nobody else in hysterics right now? Like, has nobody just seen what I've just seen? Um, but I think a lot of people did think that it was a bomb. Um, because there'd been so many terrorist attacks around that time as well. And, like, the Manchester Arena bombing was only in two years earlier and, like, loads of different things. So there was a lot of confusion at the time. But obviously afterwards, people understood what had happened. And I remember we went to McDonald's um, to wait for the boy that had been late. And luckily, he hadn't 
got there on time. It's a bit, a bit of fate, that. Um, and basically, we just sat in silence. Like, I, I was just shaking and everyone just couldn't speak. And he got there and, like, was like, what's gone on? Like, what's happened? And I can't even remember if we said anything. Like, I just remember sitting in silence. Like, it's blacked out a bit for me. And we were just sat in silence and didn't know what to say. And we... I swear we got the bus home. It was called the 487, um, which went to mine. And my boyfriend walked me home to my door. And then uh, my boy best friend walked my best friend home as well because she lived around the corner from me. Um, And I just got in and, like, collapsed onto my dad. Like, I'd never... To be honest, it wasn't so much seeing the body that caused this reaction it was the noise the the deafening fall of him hitting the table I've never heard anything like it it was like an a war explosion like it was ridiculously loud and I don't know if the fact that I was on the first we were on the first floor had an effect on how loud it was for us compared to other people but it was like it felt like I was standing next to him when it happened it was horrific the victim was um, a homeless man um, who sadly had no family. So there was nobody who could really be contacted about his death. Um, so there's not really much to say. There, there wasn't really that much information about him. I think the police really struggled to find any connections to him because of how alone he was. And um, I just want to take this moment as well to reach out in a sense that if anyone around me ever felt like that like I'm always willing to listen like the, there's never a moment where I'd be like I'm too busy for that like no matter what I would always always be open arms to anyone to talk to me a stranger a friend a best friend family like it doesn't matter just and I would never tell anyone as well so that's just a little disclaimer is that um if anybody ever was struggling, like, I'm always here. <laughs> so the next part is, so that was just the situation, but what came after was, I don't want to sound like I'm saying, like, you know, people who were affected by the situation suffered more than the man himself, because that's not true. Obviously, he must have been going through a ridiculous amount of um, pain and grief and stress to do that in the middle of a library full of kids, um, to, you know, not care about that. Like, it must have been, you know, really bad for him. But um, the effects of those actions um, definitely, I don't know about other people, but definitely had a, a huge effect on um, on me personally because I'd never seen anyone dead before as well, um, especially not with, like, their, like you know, parts of their brain and stuff, like, scattered on the floor. Like, it just... It's something that sticks with you. Um, I'd say that'll stick with me forever because if I ever... This is the first part of, like, the PTSD, so I was fine, really, in the first week or so. Like, I kind of got on with it and brushed out my mind, but because I had exams, so I was focusing on something. It was after my exams in the summer when it really hit me. Um, 
I went away with my friends and like I was fine then. I was fine when I was surrounded with my friends, but it was if I was walking and a car rushed past me and you know when it rushed pa- rushes past you and it makes the um what's that effect called in physics where it goes you know really quiet to really loud to really quiet again um like that would scare me so much um if anyone shouted too loud if there was a really loud bang like someone dropped their phone on the floor that that would get get me um I'm trying to think of different examples to really explain like the severity of how bad like it sounds so stupid as well now I'm saying out loud but it's not like it's something that just reminds me of the noise like the body situation doesn't affect me like um PTSD wise it's the noise and it just I can see it in my head like and I can hear the noise and any time that there was a loud noise like I can't explain the feeling that would go through my body it was like a shiver but a paralyzing shiver like I couldn't move and it was like the worst experience of my life like and it it got a bit better last year I'd say like I wasn't I was getting a lot better with sounds but I think the past few months it's come back a bit um and I'm not sure why um I'm thinking maybe stress can like induce it a little bit um because I'm in my third year I have been a lot more stressed this year and mental health can induce it a bit maybe um but I've never gone to see seek professional help about it um which I probably should um because of how much like loud noises affect me like it shouldn't those noises should not bother me um in the way they do like it ru- it ruins my my whole day like that's how how bad it is like it ruins my entire day um and I'll be thinking about it constantly and I've had so many nightmares about it about me falling in the position he did about um people about me walking in and him landing on me I've had a few about um just different ones but like random places and then somebody falls to their death in front of me like it's it's absolutely crazy how the brain works like that like making up situations and like it I wake up like sweating and you know really like can't breathe and crying like and it sounds so stupid but it's so hard to get rid of and I don't know how to get rid of it because it's such a like niche thing like you know the loud noise of that but it's a specific loud noise like it's not just someone saying like hi like screaming hi like it has to be a specific type of bang um for it to really you know trigger something um but that's my experience with it really um and I obviously wanted to take this moment as well to say that if anyone else has experienced anything like that, like, you're not on your own, like, you're not stupid, you're not weird, like, it's something that people go through, um, and, like, you should, you shouldn't have to feel guilty about feeling it because somebody suffered worse, like, you, your, your pain and your, your mental health is, you know, like, about you, it's not about other people, and don't let anybody take it away from you, just because they have it worse or anything, um, because that doesn't change the fact that you're suffering, um, and if anyone, you know, is suffering, please get help, 
um, PTSD can be treated um, psychologically and I obviously should take my own advice there but we'll see um but thank you for listening to my story about it I've I kind of did this as like a bit of a therapy lesson for myself because I never really talk about it um and when I have talked about it I've really struggled to talk about it um so I'm actually quite proud of myself just getting this out um but I hope you enjoyed listening and got to understand a bit more about PTSD and um, I didn't really explain how it works, but that's just because, like, the, the things that I learn about psychology, like, PTSD wasn't one of them, so I'm still trying to learn bits about it. Um, I might explain it a bit more in my next podcast if I learn anything more about it. Um, but, yeah, I'm back. I'm going to be doing podcasts weekly now because um, it really helps me, like, just talking to, like, my phone and, like, talking to a mic. Like, it really, really helps. Um But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope to see you soon. Bye.